Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Standard Definition, the retro nostalgia podcast here on the Boss Rush Network. This is MCU in Review, Part 3. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, is the PC muscle race, Laron Dawkins. What's up? Also joining us is the entertainment master, the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Pereira. Hello. Hi, Mark. Hi. This is Mark's everybody's favorite part of the show, by the way. Just, oh, really? Just want yep, can't agree. I, yeah. I can agree. Not just this, though, oh. no, like the Disney one also. Oh, oh look, so. look, this guy's a superstar. Yeah, he just does all Listen. the research. We just kind of tag along, it feels like. <laughs> Listen, I'm just super smart and very talented and attractive and all the good things. So. Mm, all the things. Mark is all the things. All <laughs> the things. Oh, man. <laughs> How's everyone doing? Everyone doing good? Did you guys survive without me last week? <laughs> Did we even know he was gone were, last were week? Were you gone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gone. I went on. I'm just kidding. Oh, oh yeah. I, I, saw, saw, I had no clue. Well, I told I told Ron and Stephanie. I didn't. I don't know if I really told anybody else. I just put it in the Discord. I was gone. You did. We talked about it with Stephanie last week. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. I, saw, I saw your tweets and stuff. It looked like you had a good time. I did. I did. Yep. Yeah. Laron has some. Laron has some blackmail pictures. <laughs> that sure do. <laughs> don't piss me off, man. Nah, that's funny. Wait, do you yeah. all work together? What? No, 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 no. no, no. no, no. I no, no, no. On Corey, Wednesday, Corey is very Corey is very friendly in in um in in uh, group text. That's all. Uh, I I uh no, I went to uh we went to a party after one of the events, and I sent him them some pictures from the party in our boss rush podcast group chat and uh oh sorry i just i must not have gotten those texts (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah don't worry i heard i heard the after dark i heard the after dark while i was editing it you and stephanie making fun of me for like the first 10 minutes of the episode it's cool oh yeah oh yeah it's cool (laughs) it's fine uh but we're not here to talk about parties we're here to talk about iron man 2 the the third movie in the marvel cinematic universe but before we get to that this is standard definition the retro and nostalgia podcast here on the boss rush network where each and every sunday we come together with our friends from around the internet to talk about games movies shows and other topics that make us nostalgic you can support us and get the show two weeks early by heading over to our patreon patreon.com slash boss rush network or subscribe on free feeds. If you listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave us a five-star review. You can also catch all of our content on our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash BossRush Network or on BossRush.net. We can see all of our news and our writings and our banter pieces and all that good stuff. Uh, the merch store is open. You can get the standard definition Marvel and Review shirt or a sticker or a I don't know, whatever else you're into, it's probably there. Go that buy it. That t-shirt is sexy, y'all. That what? t-shirt is sexy. It is. It is. It's that a good is a one. Cool shirt. So go get it. It's a good time. Uh yeah. So before we get into kind of all this, Iron Man 2, guys. To this point, I think it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. I love Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. Um, 
I, I mean, we're only three movies in. Yeah, we're only I, three I, movies I said, in. I said up to this point. Um, that's a that's a take. That is a take. <laughs> it is. It's a good one. I well, like Iron Man too. <laughs> uh, Iron Man two is a good movie. I don't know if it's the best one so far. Hmm. I guess our vote will we'll figure it out on our yeah. vote at the end of the episode. Hmm. It's true. Hmm. Teasing you guys. Woo. <laughs> no, I know it's not going to be everybody's favorite. Uh, but Iron Man 2 was released on May 7th, 2010. I don't know why it says 27. Uh, by Paramount Pictures uh, and Marvel Studios, directed once again by John Favreau. The highly anticipated sequel features Robert Downey Jr. reprising the iconic role, as well as a few familiar faces and the introduction of others. With the world now aware that he is Iron Man, Tony Stark faces pressures from all sides to share his technology with the military. He is reluctant to divulge the secrets of his armored suit, fearing the information will fall into the wrong hands. With Pepper Potts, uh, played by Gwyneth Paltrow once again, and uh, Rhodey, now played by the superior superior Don Cheadle. Great entrance, by the way. Oh, yeah. Very clearly saying, get over it. Terrence Howard's not here. Yeah. I'm here. Right? He's like, it's, it's me. One of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah, he <laughs> walks in and he's like, I'm me. I'm here. Deal with it. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Uh, with Rhodey by his side, Tony must forge new alliances and confront a powerful new enemy. Ivan Vanko, played by the, played very suitably by Mickey Rourke, and Justin Hammer, played by Sam Rockwell. Uh, had a budget of $200 million and uh, finished at the box office with $623.9 million. Uh, other notable films that year, if we were talking about this before we started recording, Big year in movies. Avatar, Toy Story 3, Alice in Wonderland, The Third Twilight Movie, Inception, Harry Potter and Deathly Hollows Part 1, Despicable Me, Shrek Forever After, How to Train Your Dragon, Prince of Persia, The Karate Kid Remake, Tangled, Grown Ups, Tron Legacy, The Other Guys, Sherlock Holmes, The Expendables, Book of Eli, Social Network. And I stopped right there because I was like, man, that is way too many movies, and there are that many more on the list. That is a ridiculous list of movies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, man. Uh, Let me see. Let me see. I have all those movies that year. Let me see. I saw saw Avatar, Inception, Deathly Hollows, Despicable Me. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon, Prince Persia, Karate Kid. Tang- I saw Tangled. I want to say Tangled's probably my favorite movie on that list. Tangled's awesome. Uh, Tron-, Tron Legacy. I love Sherlock Tron Holmes. Legacy. Sh- yep. Uh, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, the Expendables Book of Eli was some good shit. Mm-hmm. And The Social Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Town also came out that year. Little Fockers came out that year. Uh, the third, <laughs> <laughs> the third uh, Chronicles of Narnia movie came out that year. The A-Team remake came out that year. Uh, Let's see. The Sorcerer's Apprentice, which was terrible with Nicolas Cage, came out that year. Let's see. Resident Evil Afterlife came out that year. Uh, Tooth Fairy starring The Rock came out that year. (laughs) Uh, Easy A came out that year. Uh, Yeah, there's so many... uh, so many movies that came out there. Hot Tub Time Machine came out that year. 
Kick-Ass, uh, Saw the Final Chapter mm-hmm. came out, and then they ended up making Kick-Ass like, what, four more? <laughs> Black Swan yeah. came out that year. Um, yeah, man. Kick-Ass was a great movie. There's uh, there's so many movies that came out that year, man. That was a good man. year. Scott Pilgrim vs. The World came out that year. Wait, in 2010? Mm-hmm. Princess and the Damn. Frog came out that year. Man, the Frog and Tangled came out in the same year. Yeah, I think Tangled came out in the spring, and then Princess and the Frog came out in the in this in the whatever that. According to this uh, uh, box office mojo releases for 2010. Oh, I think it's lying to you. Princess oh. and the Frog came out in 2009. Oh, well, then it came out at the end of 2009. By the way, Princess and the Frog is a vastly superior film to Tangled, mm. and that is the hill oh, that I will die on. Oh, oh, a, oh! I, you guys need you guys need that, to invite me on to freaking nope, that, that is Disney standard definition. Hmm. I will die on. We will fight. We will fight. I think Princess and the Frog is extremely underrated, but I don't know if it's as good as Tangled. I agree. It is light years ahead of Tangled. I love Tangled. Light years. Oh, I love Tangled too. So, also, I my mean, daughter tang- loves Tangled. Tangled as well, not Tangled Two. I, I know how I feel about Tangled Two. There isn't a Tangled Two, so there, there was a follow-up to that movie. What there was, was it called? There's an animated <laughs> there's a series. There's a TV show. Oh, yeah. okay, that's what. It, okay, yeah, that's what. It, okay, that's what I'm getting confused with. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, early thoughts on Iron Man Two, guys. Okay, okay. You know what? It was better than I remember it being when I saw it back in 2010. It was better. Now, I'm not saying it was better by much, but. It was better. It was entertaining. I guess. I guess the. I guess my memory, as I moved further and further away from the, uh, from it when I when I initially saw it, was that it was lackluster because I I think the next movie we have up is Thor, and um and then we get Captain America, which Captain America was the movie I was actually waiting for for the for that whole phase one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so yeah, so. When I made the comparison last standard different the uh, the Iron Man one standard def that we did uh, to to this one as we were getting forecast in the future, I was like, man, I I hated that movie. <laughs> I don't I don't hate it. Like I like I had a chance to rewatch it and it was actually it actually it actually redeemed itself. Sometimes sometimes our memory is not as good as we want it to be. So uh, so think- I oh sorry go ahead Leron. Or Mark, whoever's going. Uh, well, I was just gonna say, I think <clears throat> this is one of those instances where, like, you have to remove yourself from when it came out in 2010, because now in 2022, MCU movies are always generating new plot threads that will be seen in five other projects that come out in the next ten years, right? And there's just this machinery that has all these different characters and threads weaving in and out of everything. But back in 2010, all we had was Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk, which were two very standalone movies. And so the big criticism of Iron Man 2 when it came out was that you could hear the the wheels churning. You could Mm -hmm. see the machine that was happening. Mm -hmm. But that was the first time that you could see that. Before, it was these two standalone stories that could conceivably happen in the same world, but they didn't really interact much. Mm-hmm. But now you've got this shield subplot and then there's black widow and then Nick Fury's there for a lot of the movie. And 
they throw in Captain America's shield and there's just all this stuff. A really weird version and, of Captain America's shield. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> it was like, like this prototype plastic. Shield. Like, yeah. yeah, right. But <clears throat> it's now watching it because I was surprised that I liked it a lot more than I did when I first saw it because now it doesn't – we're used to that. We're used to seeing those storylines being threaded into everything. We're used to seeing all the connectivity. And so it doesn't feel so – like the big machinery now it just feels like part of what they were always trying to do but in 2010 it was like you know we're losing the thread of tony stark and it's too much of trying to fulfill these other story needs that need to happen in later films but i don't think that criticism stands now anymore and so it really is a much better film than i think it was in 2010 I think for me, flashing back to like what what may have motivated me to say this was a bad movie is because I, I I will continue to say this. I think I think the villain was weak, and I think that ultimately I think that ultimately hurt the movie in my in in my first look at it. You know, I think that's what it was because in all honesty, like even looking at even looking at the movie just fresh, like I just watched it last week to get ready for this show. I was like, man, like we could we could have had something a lot better than um than, than Whiplash. See, I liked Whiplash. I thought he was cool. I thought like so I th- I thought he was cool until like the very end. I didn't like his like Ironmonger-esque right. Whiplash suit. I like I like the scene when he walks out onto the track and his jumpsuit melts away and he's just like slicing cars in half. That's scary. Yeah. You know? I, but I would argue I don't think that Whiplash is the villain of the movie. I think Tony Stark is the villain of the movie. And I think that his own ego and pride are the, the consequences and the repercussions of that come to a head in the movie. And so I feel like when you view it like that, Whiplash isn't a weak villain. He's just a supporting villain. Tony Stark, so, Tony Stark, in my opinion, is the villain of all the fucking movies that he shows up. I in. mean, yes, yes, he typically is, but, um, until the the last movie but um but so so i think when you view it that way whiplash isn't so much a disappointment or a weak villain he's just there in service of the larger story which is hubris and tony stark's pride getting the better of him yeah so it's uh i don't know I, I yeah i guess i agree with you i just i don't know i tried to go in thinking like i i cuz i haven't really I watched phase one stuff like probably, I don't know, probably like 2017, I guess I started watch like I rewatched all the phase one movies and like, there's so many now that I just kind of like pick and choose which ones I want to watch now. And I kind of like, I kind of pick like, okay, well I want to watch Captain America's storyline. So I'll watch the movies that Captain America's in leading up to it. You know, you kind of, they, they do a kind of a cool job of like, Hey, you can you don't have to watch all the movies. You can pick which character you want to follow and you can just watch all their movies or whatever. Kind of, you know. Kind of like how it is with the comic book universe. Yeah. And right. uh, you know, then you get to the crossover stuff which would be like the Avengers or whatever and it's like, "Oh, well, it's cool seeing these characters again," you know? And it, like like you said Leron, that it really reminds me of like the old school comic stuff and mm-hmm. I think that when I first saw this movie, I liked it, but I didn't love it because like, I still didn't understand the concept of what they were trying to do. Right. Like I didn't, I didn't really know a lot about the Avengers up to that point. Cause I was, you know, like we said previously, like I was really into X-Men and they didn't really cross over a lot, especially with Iron Man, you know, whenever they crossed over with 
someone. It was usually Spider-Man or, or, you know, Fantastic Four or something, right? But I know this. Whenever they did cross over Iron Man, Iron Man, uh, Iron Man, like, like, because, because by the time, by the time Iron Man started popping in and out of X Men comics, like he was already a big deal with Shield, so he was always fucking with their shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so like, I don't know. I just, I just didn't care. And when I saw this movie at first, I was like, man, I don't. I don't care about any of this stuff. It, it, it's this really what they're trying to do? They're trying to make like a team movie, you know, and then like it started coming out like, oh, we're really building towards the Avengers and all this stuff. Right. And then I really started paying attention. And, uh, you know, obviously the next movie was Thor. I was like, oh, man, this is kind of yeah, whatever at the time. I haven't watched Thor since it came out, by the way. Mm. I'm excited. Thor was my favorite one. with the first batch the first Mm. go around so we'll see what happens Mm. uh so i watching it this time i like knowing now what happens and like how almost vital this movie is really to at least kickstart the avengers right it was like i really liked this movie i felt like they shoved two movies into one movie but i really liked this movie uh really kind of playing around with Tony being an alcoholic and like, a de- like being a, like depressed because he's dying. Right. And like really showing the human side of, of Tony and what happens when you know, you're probably going to die because you can't control what's inside you. Right. And uh, I really thought that that was interesting and something that uh, I don't know if Disney really explored all that much. Right. I mean, they did a little bit in Iron Man 3. Well, they tried with like the PTSD stuff, but like, yeah, I don't know. I really, I really liked how they handled Tony's character in a lot of this movie. Um, so I don't know. I, I think so far, this is my favorite <laughs> of the three movies. And I don't think I would have said that 10, 12 years ago. Sure. Sure. Which yeah. makes me excited for like, just rewatching these movies, but like even now movies that I don't so much like, cause I kind of feel like uh, phase four is a little bit of a phase one of mm-hmm. this next phase. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't love the Eternals. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, but I'm really interested 10 years from now when they've woven in their stories to the rest mm-hmm. of the MCU and we learn more about them. And am I going to go back and really like the Eternals because I know more about them and I know more of their story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I'm very, it's one of the cool things of the many cool things about the MCU, but that it, it just, it's able to redeem a lot of its past. I wouldn't say mistakes, but a lot of its past, not so great, um, decisions and movies and stuff and make them more relevant and make them an integral part of the story mm-hmm. later on. Yeah. Uh, I like you, I didn't really care for the Eternals. I thought it was really long and kind of boring, honestly. And like a lot of the things that happen in that movie, I feel like they're not earned because we don't know who right. these characters are really like, you know what I mean? And uh, it feels like they're teasing a lot of things that, maybe people who are really into the Eternals really know, like when they teased, you know, uh, when they teased Thanos for the first time after the Avengers, right? Like I, th- I think a lot of people are who are into the Eternals or, you know, the cosmic Marvel stuff are like, Oh my gosh, that happened or whatever. But like, I didn't understand any of it. You know what I mean? That just, right. You know, and, and 
Uh, <laughs> well, I, it'll probably, I like it'll so- probably all start making sense when, once Guardians 3 comes out. Yeah, but it's like, oh, well, uh, the guy from One Direction shows up and Jon Snow shows up. <laughs> Spoiler and, alert. You know, like, I, I'm like, who, who are you? I don't know who you are. Am I supposed right. to care? Like, you just s- s- talk about watermelons in your song. Like, I don't care. You know, I, whatever. Uh, I was trying to keep it PG, by the way. Because mm. uh, <laughs> I know that song's really not about watermelons. that's not what he's talking about. <laughs> I know. Uh, but, like, I, I liked some of the characters, right? Like, I liked, I liked Cersei and everything. But I hope that that movie, what it kind of sets up, really pays off down the road. Because it did nothing for me at that point. But and I think it will. Mm-hmm. I think this movie did nothing for a lot of people back in 2010 when it came out. And I think it means a lot more now, having seen what Marvel's done over the past <clears throat> however many years. So so, so I think it will. But that's, that's one of the great things about Marvel is that they have time to develop these stories over yeah. movies and now TV shows. And so, yeah. 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 Uh... All right. Well, let's talk about some of these characters. Do, so, this is the first time we're having characters, re, you know, return in a movie, like majorly, right? Like, so I don't know if we want to talk about the characters again. Like, do we want to talk about Tony Stark in this movie? Like, do we want to have that conversation? Well, I feel like we already mentioned enough. Like, when the main thing about this movie was he was come he was coming to grips because like because like the invention of the arc reactor that saved his life is actually killing him. Yeah, and that and that kind of spurned. Basically, what he what was going on here for three fourths of the movie. Yeah, I I mean, I I kind of like like that. I kind of like. Go ahead. I was I was gonna say um I was gonna say like he he made some really rash decisions and stuff like that you know like he 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 promoted Pepper to CEO of of, of Stark Industries. Um, he was basically he was really checking checking out like. He had already revisited some of his some of uh, some of Howard Stark, his dad's um, his old old work and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until it wasn't until the guys his shit kicked in by by Rhodes mm-hmm. <laughs> that you know then and, and after getting a pet talk from um, from Nick Fury that you know like he finally like kind of got his shit together. Yeah, uh, I really like how I I really like the scene where he like destroys his house like the rest of his house to start working on this. You know. And yeah. and uh, I think that that scene's cool. I still think the Captain America shield in this movie is like really strange. I don't. <laughs> I just don't understand why it's like here. You know. Uh, I get well, that they're like. I, in, go ahead. I was gonna say it was in Howard's stuff, and Howard made the first shield for him. So it was a prototype of Captain America's shield, but it Before just was the very, vibranium one. Right, but it just was very, just. It, it like, looked like, like a kid's toy. Captain America was a known entity at this point. People know who Captain America is, and so it just seemed like it should have been a bigger deal than it was. But it was kind of just a quip and yeah. like a wink to the audience. But it, it just was kind of fell flat. Yeah. You know what's interesting though? What's interesting, and this is a bit of foreshadowing. It already show it already shows that that Iron that that Stark is going to have a disrespect for Captain America as we get further along in it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I also really liked how um, 
I liked I like the racing scene. I like how he just you really see him really not caring, right? And he's like, "Well, I'm going to race my own race car," you know. And uh, that that suit, by the way, from the briefcase suit, is my favorite Iron Man in the entire MCU. I think that suit is so cool looking. I mm-hmm. I just love the design. I love how like yeah. agile it looks. I love the way it like. He puts it on. I think it's cool. I just you think, think. Wait, you think it's better than the nano polymer suit? From, yeah, it's from, it's from the coolest Endgame suit. It's in, the Infinity War. Yeah, it's the it's the coolest suit in all the MCU. I think it's my favorite suit. I think okay. that whole that, that whole sequence is so well done and so mm-hmm. well choreographed, mm-hmm. and so it really earns that suit because because it's comes in in a, like a really amazing moment that's been built built towards yeah. throughout the whole scene. So so I agree. It is I don't know if it's my favorite one, but it's definitely one of the top suits in the MCU for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just cool. Like they throw they chuck it out the window right after the car is like sliced in half and moving back and forth and the door keeps shutting. It, like that whole scene yeah. is like pretty funny. Uh <clears throat> I do think the one thing that I, I don't didn't care for though, I felt like not all of it, just like one or two little interactions between him and Pepper felt a little forced because they knew what they had from the first movie and they tried to replicate it, I think too much. And it just felt forced. Uh, but other than that, like, I, I, I don't know. I think they just, I think this movie kind of really nailed it. I don't know. I, like I agree. It. Yeah. I like what they, I mean, it's, it's easy to movies fall into this trope where like a character becomes really popular but they've had a whole movie's worth of, of character development and growth, right? But mm-hmm. then you want to – studios want to recreate what made that work so well. And so, like, a, a perfect example of this is the the uh, Pirates movies, right? Jack Sparrow was so great in the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, let's capitalize on this some more. And in the second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth – he none of the character growth that he had in the first movie is present. He starts mm-hmm. over at ground one every single time because uh-huh. that's what people loved about it. And what I love about Iron Man two and the other appearances of Iron Man is that yes, he's still Tony Stark. He's still ego. Uh, he's very egocentric and he's he's you know kind of smarmy and and all that. But he 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 still has that character growth. But they introduce new things that allow him to kind of revert back to how he was like in this movie, it's the, he thinks he's dying. And so he kind of is like, well, I don't care anymore about things. And so I'm going to race my car or whatever. And Iron Man three it's PTSD in, you know, in uh, civil war, it's because, you know, he's trying to, he decides he wants to do right by, you know, what he, the sins of his past. And so it's, it's, it's a great way to have your cake and eat it too. We get all the good character development of the first Iron Man film, but we still get some of that same Iron Man that we loved from the first one because he's he's got kind of a new angle to it. Right. Oh, unless oh, oh, and let's not and let's not forget it drops it drops the hints that uh, that that Tony actually resents his dad. Right. Oh yeah. I mean that's kind of like that's a because that's a big that's a big plot point that'll happen. You know, going into the next couple of movies that features Tony Stark's character. Yeah, but I mean, right. like that's they. I mean, that's kind of like a plot point in this movie though, too, right? Like where he's kind of like, well, you know, Dad never cared about anything, but you know, you know, they sent him. He even made that line where he's like, "My dad sent me to boarding school because he didn't like me so at all." Right? Like that was a that was a big point in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, 
so yeah, so Tony is is pretty much Tony. Uh, Pepper Potts. I don't know if we have much to say about her really in this movie, except that you know she's running the company and she really like she really kind of owns the role really in this movie. Like she's definitely in charge. She they oh yeah you know. It's uh well, I mean I felt like she was in charge the last movie though. <laughs> I know I, I mean, know, but I, I mean, mean I mean this this really just felt like someone coming into their own, you know, yeah, this time though. Right. Yeah. Uh yeah, so cuz I mean if you if you, if you look at it like like I mean like Tony Tony runs the company, he invents stuff, but I mean in all in all in all honesty, like on from the outside looking in, if we didn't know who this guy was, it looks like he's just pissing away the company and just letting his just letting his R&D crew like, you know, do the work. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, but I mean, like he kind of is. I mean, he like. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. he, I know. he. I know, but but like I said, on the outside looking in, like he he he's kind of like he's kind of like, on the outside looking in. He's kind of like well, not not Tim Cook, but you know what I mean. Like Tim, like you know, like he's the face, you know, mm-hmm. at this point, right? He's yeah. still behind the scenes doing shit, you know, but he's also but he's also behind the scenes doing shit on his own personal shit, like the Iron Man suit, like the Iron Man suit, for example. Yeah, he's definitely right. like prefers to be. In in what what does he call it? War, uh, demolition mode or whatever, right? Like he definitely, I he definitely prefers that over everything else. Oh, oh, and I just love how he talks shit to the mechanical arm. He, I love oh, it. No. God, dude, that arm, man, I feel so bad for that arm. Uh, I love, and this is one of the things that I love and will, will forever say that I love about the MCU is I love little moments like that that are just totally unnecessary to the plot. But just serve to give some some humanity and some just a little bit of levity, right? But then they pick up that thread in movies to come, and it like they're still drawing from that well. And so, sorry if this is spoiler alert to to the latest Spider Man movie, but that arm is in the Spider Man movie. Oh, and spoilers! It's just there for a second. It, it's not. He's he's the sixth uh, of the Sinister Six, but um. <laughs> Makes sense, but that—that uh, that was a joke. But anyway, it's just—it was just an aside, and it's like totally unnecessary, but really just kind of helps to build that world. That's one of my favorite things that Marvel does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, and I think later on we don't get as much of that as we do early on, but I think it's because there's just so much going on that like every little thing right. leads to a like a new character or whatever. But uh, yeah, that arm. We should we should do like a just like a standard death on the arm of iron like the iron man's <laughs> pet arm track its journey <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man that's a good one uh so pepper pots i guess i guess we kind of said all we needed to say about her yeah uh james rhodes don Cheadle's james rhodes we need to talk about he is the best part of this whole movie oh true true oh my gosh dude john or don Cheadle is like He's such an underrated actor, I feel like, in a lot of ways. Like every time every time he's in something, he's amazing. But like I feel like he just always feels like a second tier actor, and I don't know why. He's so good in this. Yeah, I mean it did it, 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 it <clears throat> we we talked about it for Iron Man. We didn't love Terrence Howard mm-hmm. as as James Rhodes and it did we didn't really it wasn't believable their friendship. Mm-hmm. Um and while I think a little bit they made James Rhodes just a little bit more like Tony Stark um, in his in his humor and delivery, mm-hmm. um, I do I do think that Don Cheadle just really just effortlessly fits in and is just really 
great. I mean, he's just good. He's just good. He's just, I feel the same way about Gwyneth Paltrow's Pepper Potts. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing that I would say, like, oh, this scene right here or that scene right there. But just they just elevate the film, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to see what he does, you know, because he's getting Armor Wars, the TV show he's going to be in. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm excited to see what he does in the future for, for the MCU. But I thought he was fantastic in this movie. Yeah. He's he's awesome. I I man, I I wish I could go back to Iron Man one and just like <laughs> I know just put him in it somehow. Like I mean, oh, Photoshop him in. <laughs> yeah, he's so good. Uh, I forget what was it, what was the exact reason for why um was it was it was it was it uh was it Terrence Howard was just negotiating for too much money? Oh won- wait, he was he was negotiating for more for more presents. No, he was negotiating all of it. Yeah, he wanted he wanted Robert Downey Jr.'s contract, the ah. same contract, and they didn't want to give it to him because I mm. I don't know, you know. I mean, obviously, once the MCU took off, like you see all the stories about how much everybody made, and Robert Downey Jr. makes like a hundred times more than everybody else because of that original contract, right? Because he makes the money off yeah. the back end, you know. Right. And uh, man. <laughs> No wonder they wanted why they wanted to kill him off. No offense, but you know. <laughs> and now everybody makes like I don't know, pennies on the dollar well, to him. Well, actually, well, actually, um, well, actually, I, I I remember him campaigning to like get 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 the get the people more money as like the as like everything extended out and stuff like that. Yeah, because, but he um, was he was campaigning for himself though. I mean, that was. Well, not... yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean. It, I mean, you know, it's like it's like it's like it's like what you know, like if you don't vote for yourself in the election, are you are you dumb? But I think that Terrence Howard's points, not that I know him or was around during this time, but I remember reading interviews and stuff. And, and it just kind of seems like Terrence Howard was the star in the first film from the sense that. <clears throat> obviously Robert Downey Jr. was a star, but what I mean is he was a, he was a risk. And we talked about this a lot in the Iron Man episode, but he was kind of a gamble, but Terrence Howard was a, a bankable star at that point. Mm-hmm. And so I, I could, I could see, and I, I remember reading in interviews and stuff. He was like, Hey, listen, I was the one who was the, the golden child in the first movie. So you need to pay me what you're paying Robert Downey Jr. Now, because it was just a short couple of years ago that, y'all were nervous about having him in this movie. Mm-hmm. So, so I think, you know, and I think his ego got a little bit in the way as well. Cause he was like, well, you need me. And they were like, well, no, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> yeah. Oh <clears throat> uh, man. Uh, man, Don Shudo, dude, when he, when he seals the armor and they like make war machine, I yeah. love war machine. Dude, that, that armor is so cool looking. Like, it's just like, Oh, like I get like Iron Man's like super flashy and everything, but War Machine's just literally built to destroy things, right? Yes, it's just, it's just I love, I love the Gatling gun on his shoulder, right? Like I love just like everything is just like he's just a tank, he's just a walking tank, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So good, so good. Uh, let's see here. The next character on the list, uh, Happy Hogan's played by John Favreau, gets knocked out by uh, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Was that a knockout? Yeah, dude, she she annihilated yeah. him. Annihilated. No, he was. 
Nah, he was tapping. That wasn't a knockout. Whatever. It's whatever. He tapped out. It's uh, he I mean, got, it was, <laughs> I, mean it, I mean, it was a good scene. Yeah. Uh, Clark, uh, Clark Gregg reprises his role as Phil Coulson. Uh, you know, obviously we see him kind of becoming a more likable presence in the MCU. Like this is where he really finds himself. I feel like as that character. Uh, no, I just oh I oh I just oh I just love I just love the scene where he, where he basically gives a uh, gives a uh, Tony the parameters of, of of his babysitting assignment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. He's like then like he's like he's like he's like I will call some people in and they will tase you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then like when he when Tony Stark leaves and like he left because he was like in a meeting or something and he's like I heard you left the premises. Did you leave the premises? And he's like, yeah, what you know? And he's like, uh, you weren't supposed to leave the premises. And he's like, I'm... he's like, he's like, he was like, that was three days ago. Where were you? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just like, he's just like, uh, he makes him like get Captain America's shield. And you like, this is before you know Coulson's like a huge Captain America fan. But when you look at him and he's putting oh, it right. under, he like has this look of horror on his face. And that right. scene really hits home after you see Avengers, right? And yeah. like, I forgot about that, right? Yeah. And uh, he's like, then at one point, he's just like, in the straightest face, the stiffest face, he's like, I'm leaving. I've been reassigned somewhere in New Mexico. And then he just yeah. leaves, oh. which is obviously the lead into Thor. But, right. Oh, man. Uh, Phil Coulson, man. I. By the way, Laron, did you see the hashtag on Twitter? Save Agents of Shield. I uh, see it, it, it pops up every week. Yeah, I thought of you when I saw that. While, I was, work, while I was working Aww. last year, week, I was like, <laughs> I bet Laron started that somewhere. No, I didn't start. I didn't start that. <laughs> but, I def, but every time, every time it shows up in trending, I always jump on it. I always jump on it and put something out there. I just, I just, I actually, uh, I hate to admit it. Because I know I'm gonna get so much flack for it, but I just finished another rewatch, Jace. Oh my gosh, <laughs> like, dude! Like I just the finished a rewatch, I, huh? The whole show? Yeah. This well, this is officially my second complete rewatch of the show. Yikes! Yeah, because normally what I'll do is I'll just start. I'll just start on my favorite season. I won't tell everybody my favorite season, but uh, I usually start on my favorite season and just run from there. Uh, but this time I was like, you know what? Let's start. Let's. Start. Thank you guys. Like we're we're doing MCU freaking recap. So thank you. Like I mean, uh... Laurent, I'm telling you, we'll do a- we will do Agents of Shield. I will. Okay. I will start watching. You promise? It. Yes. You promise? Yes. Okay. Yes, we will do Agents of Shield. As long as we can do Agent Carter as well. Oh hell yeah! I love that show. I loved Agent. I love. I love Haley yeah. Atwell, dude. I hope. Yeah, that, like... I hope she gets to play Captain Britain in something right like i I'm, I'm sure she will be captain britain in uh doctor strange you think so oh man yeah oh. i think so she's so good in that role yeah she's really good uh but we'll t- we'll talk about her later cuz i have a lot to say about her uh natasha romanoff makes her debut scarlett johansson as black widow uh very uh very 2010 portrayal of yes. <laughs> of a yes. new kind of hot character walking into the into the scene, right? That was uh, hmm, don't know if they get away with that these days, really. But right, someone would be mad. Uh, 
But yeah, she's definitely uh, made to be the uh, sex appeal of this. And when she walks in and they're boxing and he's just kind of like staring at her while he takes a sip from his water bottle. <laughs> and then Pepper has to remind him that, that you know, she's a walking sexual harassment lawsuit. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Oh man, my favorite part is when he sits down. He's like, "I want one." She says, "No." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this movie made did what I thought was was pretty um, impossible to do at the time. But before this movie, I did not like Scarlett Johansson, and I did not like Samuel L. Jackson. I just I didn't think they were good actors. I didn't like the movies that they were in. I thought Scarlett Johansson was a terrible actor. Um, but this she's, starting she's a, this she's a worse she's a worse singer. Um, I haven't, I haven't. Well, that's not true. She's I, I have heard her sing. Uh, she's good in sing, in uh, sing too. Okay, she okay, in sing okay. Too? In, okay, in that, yes. Her actual music, like uh, like I've listened oh. to both her albums. No, I didn't even know she no. had an album. She had two albums. Mm. That's, uh, but anyway, I, th- I thought I've she never was been on the ScarJo train. I've never been on the ScarJo train, but I mean, I do appreciate her in this. I, th- I thought <laughs> she was great in this. I thought she was very different than how she is in later MCU films. But it kind of goes with her character. She's she her character is like basically an actress, right? Like she's just changing to be who she needs to be for the situation. So I think it, she kind of has a built-in. Uh, scapegoat for why she's so different in this movie than she is in other movies. So mm-hmm. I thought she was good in it. Yeah, she's uh, she's she's pretty she's pretty good in this, especially like at the towards the end when they're like fighting through uh, mm-hmm. the the convention, right? And John Favreau's like spends the whole time on one guy, yes. and she takes out like what probably twelve of them in yeah. that hallway, and then again, <laughs> very uh, hmm questionable walk down the hallway in these days but it was you know, it, it was, was it was fan it was fan service yeah they're they like you know what you know what it was like we let we, we we've had we, we've had the, we've had the audience sitting here long enough waiting for this let's give it to them yeah or like <laughs> like even when they're driving there and she's like changing clothes in the back seat john favreau's yeah. like trying to watch her <laughs> and like without even like looking at him noticing she's just like keep your eyes on the road it's like she knows, <laughs> which she knows. <laughs> which he wrote. He wrote the movie. He directed the. Movie. So he basically was just like, I want Scarlett Johansson to get naked Make in the back in of the car, car, car and I want to watch her. I want to watch her. <laughs> and so he like, there's a little element of creepiness there because he's just. Like... <laughs> and then they start, you know, and then they start making out. Like he writes that, and they're like, no, that doesn't make sense for the movie. <laughs> no, no, it does. We need to film it. They start making out for ten minutes. <laughs> you know, you know one, th- you know one thing I will say because I think I think back to the to the to the smattering of uh, Iron Man comics that I've read. You know, as I've grown up and stuff like that. Like I like, and I've said this before previous with the other with the other two standard definitions we've done so far for MCU is I just love that they modernize and make the characters more more real and believable and stuff like that because mm-hmm. I mean, Pepper Potts was she was useless until. <laughs> Until until like I want to say all new Marvel like well until they made her time. rescue pretty much right like I mean yeah and uh and 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 happy same thing like I mean she I mean Pepper was glorified glorified secretary and Happy was just like the yes man yeah <laughs> I mean yeah I mean I that's what I that's what I really liked about early MCU and you know 
and I think that's why like Guardians doesn't really hit for me or like any of the cosmic stuff. Like Thor is okay, but like the early MCU and up through probably partway through phase three almost, it was like everything feels grounded, right? Everything feels plausible at some point. And like, it's all kind of based in science almost. And, uh, I don't know. I, once you get into like the cosmic stuff, it's, I think that's where you lose me, you know? And, and I think that's why this was, this was like, uh, this is why I like these early movies so much is like, it just feels plausible and feels like it's based in like a real world kind of, it could happen maybe. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, it definitely takes a turn, especially once you start getting into Avengers. And then I guess it takes a turn in Thor. But Thor, they tried to make it seem less alien mm-hmm. and more like mystical and gods and stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely at some point where they made a decision and it's like you got to turn off your brain to the realism and just enjoy the ride. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think like. Doctor Strange was a lot for me, right? Because, yeah. like, um, I, I before we started this rewatch, I kind of just kind of thought that, like, uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier is my favorite Marvel movie. Yes. Yes. And, like, Agreed. like before I, I'm going into this rewatch, kind of like, okay, I'm kind of going with a clean slate. I'm going to try to, like, not forget the movies, but, like, go in with, like, an open mind and, like, okay, well, maybe this is different. Maybe this is I like this. But, like... I, I like that one because I like the military kind of grounded stuff of that movie. You know, I'm okay. We're dealing with super soldiers here, but like, you know, I really like that aspect of, of the movie, which I think is why I liked Falcon or Falcon and the winter soldier so much. The show is because like, yeah. it's literally just a grounded military movie almost. Right. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Show. I, I I feel like I feel like to this point, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is probably my my favorite of, the, of these of the series right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really liked Falcon and the Winter Soldier. WandaVision surprised me, and we'll talk more when we get to WandaVision. But like, because like that's the stuff that I'm just like, that's where you're gonna lose me. I think is is that right? But it got me, you know, I, just because like as mystical and magical and and whatever as it is, Wanda in particular is super relatable in that entire run, right? Like she's just, at least for me, like a lot of experience with loss and whatever. Like that's just, she's super right. relatable. But like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just, maybe I just need to shut up and watch some good movies, I guess. Yeah, because we know you haven't seen a lot of them. Hey, you know, I watched. I can now say I watched Ghostbusters. Okay, there's proof. We did a podcast. I've never seen Ghostbusters. That's uh, you know what? That's okay. See, you're, see. Luckily for you, you're sitting. You're sitting with the right set of people because, like, if you were if you're on Crossroads, like, man, one person at Crossroads would crucify <laughs> you for hearing that. Mm. Yeah, it's true. All right, uh, Ivan Vanko, played by Mickey Rourke. This was, uh, this was he did a lot of work for this role, and I remember him being really mad after this movie came out 
That like, what was he? What was he mad about? Like it wasn't really like the role that they promised, and they just like really. I don't know. They they kind of wrote him one way, and they shot some stuff, and they kind of cut out some of the stuff that they wrote for him. And he actually went to uh, Russia and kind of like learned mannerisms and the like some of the language and the the accent and everything. And like he just. I just remember him being really mad he, after this movie came out. He well, shit, like that's sad because like if they did cut it a certain way, he never he never came off like a Russian to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he 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 wanted to do a much different film than ended up, and there's a lot of like trouble behind the camera, um, and not just related to him. But I mean, there's a reason why John Favreau didn't come back and direct another movie, but. Um, hmm. But he, I think the I think he wanted to be have a more nuanced and more real character, and Marvel mm-hmm. just wanted kind of a you know, hey, stick to the script, and here's what we want. But I mean, he's he went to a Russian prison mm-hmm. and did research there, like everything from like his clothes to he designed what his teeth looked like, um, his tattoos, the little, yeah, the little cockatoo uh-huh. or whatever it was. He that was his idea. Um, and I, I just, I love the casting of Mickey Rourke mm-hmm. um, because here's another actor who came up in the 80s, just like Robert Downey Jr., who fell on some hard times, just like Robert Downey Jr., and he was seeing kind of a resurgence because he just did The Fighter or the something. Wrestler. The, the Wrestler. The Wrestler the year before um, and was like getting a lot of uh, notoriety for that um, and praise. And so I love the, the picture of here's another opportunity to bring in this actor who's kind of on a redemption arc mm-hmm. and let them be in this movie. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like he didn't get the movie that he wanted to get. Yeah. He, uh, he definitely uh, did really well in this movie. I loved him in this movie. I, he's, he was, I think he's like one of the, his story mixed with whiplash is like, he made the Iron Man suits whips, which is like hilarious if you think about it. But it was like, like, like we mentioned at the top of the show, like the, the car scene where he's just literally slicing them in half with these electric whips. And like the way, the way he like has the suit on underneath the jumpsuit and the jumpsuit just kind of melts away when he activates it. Yeah. And like, he's just, he's super scary, right? Like that's, that's terrifying. And uh, like, just, just like the way that he kind of takes over hammer stuff at the end, right. Is kind of really cool. And and, like, I, I just, I just think he's a cool character. I really liked him in this role and I kind of feel bad that he didn't get the role that he wanted, but also like, I think he did, really well in this role yeah he did he did bang on he did bang on like like i said he didn't he didn't feel so much he didn't feel so much like the villain of the movie where more like he felt like the he felt like the menace of the movie yeah right yeah and like i did kind of feel bad that he played kind of second fiddle to justin hammer in this movie like he was kind of like his lackey at the end of the day yeah Right. right uh also i didn't really care for the uh the suit at the end, the big yeah, suit. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, it was just another instance of the end of a Marvel movie having to have some big brawl between, but it wasn't even that. I mean, it was kind of <clears throat> lackluster because mm-hmm. they, they fought for like two seconds. 
Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, we're starting to see some of that. Marvel hadn't quite figured out their formula quite yet. Um, and so, like I, like I alluded to, like there were issues all up and down the production of this movie. Mm-hmm. Marvel really trying to step in and, and be like, okay, we've had two, one really awesome hit, one kind of mediocre middle range hit. But this is like Iron Man 2, right? We need to make this something really special. Um, and it just was, they, I think they they went too far in trying to be, you know, have their hands on everything and trying to kind of stifle the director's vision. Right. Um, because and, I think, so. yeah, just to play off that. Sorry, Mark. I like just, mm-hmm. they uh, Marvel really knew what they wanted to achieve because after the probably after the popularity of Iron Man and even Hulk to an extent, they were like, yeah, let's let's go full force. We have to nail the Avengers movie. Right. So if if we have to sacrifice one or two of these kind of middling movies to achieve that, to get the goal at the end, then that's what we're going to do. And we need to be very picky on what we do. Right. And yeah, this unfortunately was the movie that it probably had the most impact on. Yeah. And I mean, Marvel has been pretty notorious for like you know, Edgar Wright was supposed to direct Ant-Man and he didn't want it to go the direction that Marvel needed it to for the rest of the stories that they were going to tell. Yeah. And so he left. And so Marvel, on the one hand, knows the 10-year, 20-year, 30-year plan and knows what each movie has to fulfill to do that. But I think it took them a while to get to a place where they could step back and let the director do what he wanted to do, who he or she wants, wanted to do, mm-hmm. but also steer the ship and know what this story, what service this story needs to tell. Yeah. But one of my favorite things that came from the friction in this movie is John Favreau then went to go do the movie Chef, which he directed and wrote as a response to this film. Mm-hmm. And if you've seen, if you haven't seen Chef, it's you know, the, the story of a, of a big restaurant chef who's like, I don't want to make this, you know, this this food that everybody loves just because everybody loves it. I want to go and make art with my food. And so he quits his big paying job and gets a food truck. And Chef is one of my favorite movies of all time. But it is an allegory of the story of Iron Man 2. He wanted to make a much different film and have creative control, which he had in Iron Man 1. Mm-hmm. But they became really nervous. And so they, they just tied his hands too much. So, and I think it sounds like Mickey Rourke was a victim of that as well. Yeah. It almost feels like too, though, like you hear kind of conflicting stories almost too, because James Gunn just had a big thing come out that said like Marvel never really told him how to direct or write guardians of the galaxy, except for you need to have these certain plot points in the movie, but you can do whatever you want as long as you include these things. And Taika Waititi said the same thing about Thor Ragnarok, right? Where like he kind of got to do what he wanted as long as he implemented this one or two, you know, these one or two story beats into the movie. Right. And, but then, but then like the Edgar Wright situation is like, well, you get a director like Edgar Wright, you need to let him do the movie he wants to do. Right. Like he's a name, you know? Right. Um, So I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like there's either too much handholding or not enough or, you know what I mean? And, and this was just a, a situation where there was too much, but right. also, but also like at the time, like you think of the MCU now and how well they do everything, right? This was the, this was the literal birth of the MCU. And it's like, well, we have to nail it because we have this plan. And if we don't nail it, we are screwed, you know? 
Yeah. And then Disney right. doesn't buy us for $8 million or whatever they bought them for. Right. Billion, not million. Bill- billion. <laughs> uh, Which kind of sounds like a quaint amount now. <laughs> I know. Considering like Microsoft yeah. just buying Activision for $69 billion. And... I know. Oh, gosh, that's insane. Just, that's I just, I, I, just I mean, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. even Sony buying Bungie for f- almost $4 billion today was like a. Right. Ugh, don't get me started on that. Um, anyways, uh, other characters in this movie, uh, Justin Hammer played by Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell is so dumb in this movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's, there's, there's no way to say it. Like, like he, like he basically, he basically is that, is that, uh, he is that CEO that we, we picture you know, in the real world, as CEOs, like he's just that guy that's basically—he's the face. He's also the tool. He's also—he's also like the PR nightmare and all that stuff. And and basically, we see all of that roll roll off with his character throughout the entire movie. He's the face of the company at one point when they pull him up for the Senate Judiciary hearing with uh, with freaking uh, Stark and Rhodes. Uh, and then that next thing you know, he's the freaking tool because like he's breaking—he's he's breaking Bunko out of out of prison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and stuff like that and then he's stealing and then he's he didn't so much steal the second iron man suit he basically co-opted it uh yeah right yeah and of course he was trying to recreate the technology and then you know at the end of it you know of course like there's the there's the the nice big corruption yeah it's he's just he's the worst all right like he's he's i think he's actually he's actually what makes this movie worse i think like I don't like. You think him. he made the movie? You think he made the movie bad? Yeah, I, I, don't... I don't like him at all in this movie. Like I, like I understand what they want to do with this character, but they go so overboard with it that it makes it unbelievable, um, to an extent. He's such an idiot. Uh, I... Well, okay, okay, so okay, well then, how about? Because I, 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 Actually, no. There's no justification for the character. Never mind. Forget what I was about to say. Yeah, and then like he never comes back. I th- I thought he was going to come back at some point. Good good point there because like I swear like the way they gave him his lines as they were leading him out the door, I was like, oh man, we'll see him again. And I mean, like maybe and I, we and will. I think we will. I think we're going to in Armor Wars. The yeah, that's the, true. Armor back Wars. For that. Or even but, Ironheart. Uh, he could come back right. to Ironheart too. But like, but, oh, go ahead, Mark. You know, you were you were talking. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say like, it like in the courtroom when Tony Stark starts hacking all the screens and stuff, and they show the pilot like, you know, turn all the way around or like, yeah, snap his own snap his own back, yeah, or like he has the ice cream flown in from San Francisco, like, or like he he when when Mickey or when uh, Vanko makes drones instead of suits. And he tries to make his butler put on the drone head, like a helmet. He's like, can you fit your head in there? Is that a helmet? I'm like, this is too far. Like, I, I understand what you're doing with the character. Like, the the one scene that I think redeems him is when he locks Ivanko up, right? And he's just, like, yelling at him and he takes the bird. And, like, like that scene is good. But, like, everything else is just so over the top. And just, like, even, like, when he walks out on the stage and does that little dance, like, he's trying to imitate Tony Stark. Like, he wants to be Tony. It's just, like, 
Well, that's what it is. That's what it Relax, is. He's like, dude. He's, he, that's what it is, though. Basically, they're trying to show that this guy is a poser. Like, you know, yeah. you know, like he's just well, I'm not gonna say he's just as popular as Tony Stark, but you know, like he is a he is uh, they, they they groomed him up to be a Fortune 500 CEO because I mean, hell, they had Elon Musk in the movie too. You know, right? <laughs> yeah, which um, which I completely forgot about. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, um, but you know, like basically, they were trying they they were, they were establishing him like he's a he's a he's a poser that happens to be on the Fortune 500. God, it's just God. He's the worst. <laughs> I could not disagree more. I loved Sam Rockwell as Justin Hammer. I loved the care. I loved everything about from he. You could see self Tanner on the palm of his hands. I loved every every single thing about him. And you have to, if you think in the world of Iron Man, you have Iron Man One, where Stark Industries is is, is the supplier for the U.S. Army for all their weapons. And he he shuts that down, right? Because he learns what they're doing, and, what, and so he shuts that down. So there's a vacuum that's created, and there's no one there to do it. And so you've got this second-rate Tony Stark, who wants to desperately be as charismatic, funny, good-looking, rich, brilliant as Tony Stark, but isn't, and so tries to compensate in other ways. And he just lucked into having this contract with the U.S. military to make all these weapons, but he can't do it. And so he tries to make up for it by being, you know, the lovable kind of funny, smarmy kind of guy. I thought, I, I thought he was excellent. I, I, I absolutely loved him in this movie. I hope we see more of him in the future. I love that Sam Rockwell was considered to be Tony Stark when they were casting for Tony Stark and they came back to him for this. I just, I think everything about him was fantastic wait wait, wait. I, he was actually the, he was actually in the he was mm-hmm. actually in the running to be originally cast yeah mm-hmm. oh, it was okay, sam rockwell was tom cruise and what nicholas cage i think was what we said the first time <laughs> nicholas cage has been <laughs> on the short list to play every superhero i know he was almost superman in the 90s um, he was almost batman i think when they cast christian bale right. like he was right. like oh could you imagine nicholas cage as bruce wayne oh, no no Look, the, I like Nicolas Cage. I'm a big fan of National Treasure, which I think we should do a two offer of that at some point. Yeah. But like, man, him as Iron Man, man, that's that's a that's a choice. We'll yeah, that is a choice. Uh, so I I don't I don't I don't not like the casting of Sam Rockwell. I think he's great. I just feel like. The character, the character itself, is, yeah, is, is the problem. Is the is like how they wrote the character is kind of the problem for me. Yeah, I mean, it is over the top for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, then, yeah. Because uh, yeah, in my rewatch, I was thinking, I was like, damn, he's just trying way too hard. And I wasn't even talking about like Sam Rockwell trying too hard for this character. Right. Sam, Sam Rockwell, he he right. he nailed it. He, honestly, like he nails the direction of the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah how they directed him he nails right it's one of those situations it's just i don't like the way the character was directed yeah yeah that's a fair point uh the last character on this list here is nick fury played by samuel l jackson which we saw show up in the original iron man at the at the post credit scene uh he he's samuel l jackson with an eye patch i don't i mean like <laughs> I, the only movie I think I've seen him have, in, like, not be Samuel L. Jackson is the Star Wars prequel movies. And even then, he's, like, kind of Samuel No, he was, he was Samuel L. Jackson. He's... 
So I just he's just Samuel L. Jackson in a trench coat and an eye I patch. Think, I think the only time I've actually seen him be 100% in character and not be Samuel L. Jackson was in a, a time to kill. I think it's the only time. Uh, well, in Jane Doe. Jane no, 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 he's no, just that. he's just no, that old, was Samuel. He's just yeah. old Samuel Jackson. He's like, maybe, hey, maybe. Samuel Jackson, act like you're 90 years old, but still Samuel Jackson, and he did it. <laughs> maybe uh, we should do a Quentin Tarantino one-off thing too, because I've never, I've only seen like two Quentin Tarantino movies, three. Well, I think the only one I've seen is Django. I've seen Django. I saw Inglorious Bastards, which I really love. Django was pretty good, and then wait, you, ooh, you really love the Inglorious Bastards? I love that movie. That movie was problematic for me. Oh boy, we'll get... it was problem. It was problematic for me. Like, like I've seen, I've seen almost all of his movies. Um, I, I know for sure there's two that I haven't seen. Like, I just, um, I haven't seen Hateful Eight, which, yeah, which I've is sad. Which is, which is sad because I heard it's one of his good ones. Um, and um, I did see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but um, what's the other one? There's, 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 one, there's one other one, and I'm waiting yeah. for his quote-unquote final movie to happen. What, Star Trek, the rated right. R Star Trek movie? <laughs> well, no. Well, no apparently, apparently, like, Tarantino had, like, this timeline for, for – or had this timeline for mm-hmm. how he's going to get in and out of Hollywood. So his next – and he's, like, he has – I think he said he was going to do, like, nine movies, and that's it. He's out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Sam, Samuel, I, I did see, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood and I, dude, it was the most boring movie I've ever watched in my life. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, Samuel Jackson, like when he shows up and Tony Stark's just eating donuts in the giant donut and he just says, Can you please step out of the donut or whatever. Like that whole scene is like, it's, I don't know. The whole diner scene is kind of weird. Right, like I don't know. That whole scene just feels like it feels like it's, another movie almost at that point. But you want to know what's funny about that? It's a Shield thing because, like, when when you watch Agents of Shield, you're gonna see so many instances of shit like that happening in the show. It's it's a Shield thing. Um, now the one thing the one thing that had me like cracking up about that whole scene was when Tony was actually in the donut eating donuts and he was licking the powder off off his glove fingers and I was like, mm-hmm. how? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, he he doesn't really do a lot in this movie, but he's just like he, he establishes I, himself in this movie. I love the I love the low key shit talking he did to Tony about. Yeah. He was like. He, as he was like, he was like, you, he was like, you let your boy have, you let your boy have a suit, and he was like, wait, no, I didn't let him have a suit. He was like, oh, so you just let, you let, you just let brother roll up in there and take it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, he definitely establishes himself in this movie as like, you know, I'm the guy, and you're gonna listen to me. Oh, oh man, oh uh, man, there's so many more, there's so many more Samuel L. Samuel L. Nick Fury Jackson moments to come. Yeah. And like yeah. at the end of the movie, I for I totally forgot that like they didn't accept Tony Stark into the Avengers at first. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I totally I forgot about that. that. And like that makes me like, did I forget something? Did I like miss something? And then I was like, I don't even remember the last time I watched the first Avengers movie to like how did they rectify that? Except for the fact that like the threat was too big and they, Iron Man was too important. I, th- I think that's I think that's what it is. I think yeah. they just completely ignore that. Huh. Yeah. So 
Yeah, yeah. Honestly, Tony Tony Stark Tony Stark in this in this continuity um, uh, in this continuity of Marvel basically is like how Batman was in like the comics continuity of Justice League. He was always like a part timer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I I guess that makes sense a little bit, but it's just like man, I just I just didn't remember that at all. Yeah. Oh, I remember. I remember. Uh. All right, so is is there any like plot points we missed? Is there anything we want to talk about? Like, I I think this scene where Tony kind of is watching the film reels, like I I just kind of want to talk about some of our favorite moments and that was, least favorite or whatever. Yeah. That was that was that was that was important. That yeah. was that was good and it was important because like because like it wasn't even that he was watching them. He was he was barely paying attention to them and he was just letting them run. And then when he when he stumbled upon like the like the like the recording. That mm-hmm. Howard made right. for him, mm-hmm. like that was that was some that was some big shit because I mean to to us now like you know like twenty plus something Marvel movies later, this helps give us our first insight to like Tony's like to like even though Tony was even though Tony was mad the world is dead for all sorts of reasons and stuff like that like mm-hmm. he he still loved the guy and he still basically like valued like the man's word and stuff like that so you know it was it it was great because you know like. You know, he could have easily just got up after as soon as that thing ended. It was like, "Oh fuck you, old man," and just walked away. Yeah, right. Yeah, I I really liked it. I really liked the kind of almost, <laughs> almost uh, ironically like Walt Disney esque, like let's walk around this big diagram of the table. That's, that's so, like that was, it reminded me. Of, it reminded me of the Wonderful World of Disney. Yeah, the, the old like, school. Right. Like <laughs> yeah, like where like Disney had like the. You know when they're first talking about the experimental prototype city of tomorrow, which ends up the being city like of tomorrow. Epcot, right? The, yeah. the theme park in in Disney World, and it's like this is he even has like the the Disney mustache and like the table right. and like everything is just positioned cr- like so deliberately, and mm-hmm. it's just like man, this is like this is hilarious because like Disney didn't own Marvel at this point; it's still Paramount. And like the, right. it just is just ironic that Disney buys them after after you know what Thor I think they bought them after, or like signed the deal or whatever. Like Captain America right. I think was the last Paramount movie, right? I or, think or was so. It I think I think Avengers was the first one. Yeah, was the first Disney one I think. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I really I really like that scene. I really like the. Uh, I really like the house fight <laughs> where him and Rhodey are fighting. Yeah, that that was one of the ones I was going to point out because man, like when, because <laughs> like because like you hear the music just like going back and forth, like it keeps yeah. changing, and then all of a sudden we hear robot robot rock by Daft Punk, and I was like, yo, I was like, this, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, hey, hey DJ, drop me a fat beat so I can beat my buddy. He <laughs> <laughs> starts with another one bites the dust yeah. by Queen. <laughs> Let's see another one bites the dust. It takes two. Uh, Robot rock, and I forget what the what the fourth one was. I, but there was four different songs that played through that whole fight scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, so good. Um, so, are there any other scenes that we didn't really hit on? I mean, my favorite scene was the Monica race scene. Yeah, because um, that was fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. That whole that whole scene is just a. Uh, you know, it's that's that's a great scene. The whole yeah. scene is just good. I also even when like also, 
Oh, good. Oh, even when like Happy and Pepper are driving the wrong way on the racetrack. Like, yes, yes. Oh. Everyone gets involved. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tense and yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I also like I also like the first half of the scene when um when when Vanko takes over War Machine and like it's a it's a it's a chase scene where <laughs> oh yeah and Tony's basically like leading him all over the place and stuff and he's like hey are you still locked on and he's like yeah and then all of a sudden he like flies through the globe just to get all the drones yes. to follow and, and and like crash themselves yeah <laughs> yes yeah that was good that's a it's a great scene uh anything <laughs> i mean we kind of talked about the good and the bad is there a least favorite scene that everybody doesn't like that we haven't already hit on I feel like I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but I hate the party scene. <laughs> I, I do not like it. You know, the, it, the, you don't the like the Gallagher. <laughs> the Gallagher. Exactly. No, exactly. I'm... Exactly. I, I think that I think that was the problem with that whole scene altogether. It, it was, it was, it was over the top for no fucking reason. Like mm-hmm. I mean, like you, like yes. you had, you had, you had the, you had the glorified, you had the glorified party girls there, and it was like, man, like. Like every time he blew something yeah. up, she was just way too ham for no fucking reason. It was like yeah. it was like, chick, how many wine coolers did you have tonight? You know, stuff like that. You know, uh, the best part about that whole scene was the fight scene, the mm-hmm. actual party itself. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, the party <laughs> yeah. was the party was dumb, but I did I did like the, the fight scene was definitely the highlight of that scene. Yeah, I liked the fight scene. I didn't like how it got there, so it just felt yeah. like shoehorned in. Then they needed no, 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 no. Actually, I, no. I like how the fight scene started though. It was because Rose walks in. He's like, everybody, yeah, go yeah, like home. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah. tell you again. Go home. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, other than that, like, I don't really have a scene that I disliked that much. Uh, this movie, this movie had decent pacing. I, I will say that because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like it, 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 it had a real good balance of the humor and stuff like that. You know, like yeah, yeah, it has moments where it has moments where it got serious, but you know, there was always some humor. Like, like when, like when, um, like for example, when, um, when Natasha like reboots Rhodes, so the, uh, so the old source code is gone out of him, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and uh, and she's like, uh, and she was like, yeah, I, I noticed you have a new, uh, you have a new armor plate, and uh, looks looks like you're doing better. And he's like, yeah, I'm not dying anymore. And then Pepper's like, wait, you were dying, and this is all over a three way right. call. Yeah. Oh, right. The 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 scene I forgot to talk about, which I liked until he landed, and then I hated, was the opening scene of him yeah. like opening the the. Not the Ivan Vanko opening scene, but the opening yeah, scene yeah. where he jumps out of the plane. Oh, flying through the the, uh, the fireworks. fireworks. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah, that, I, that was cool. I thought that scene was really cool until he landed, and like the dancers were just like, "Man, this is this is too like I get it, but this is this is too much." Yo, all I yeah. could think, all I could think about was like, "This is the most America shit I've ever seen, man." Republicans probably had all sorts of boners for this shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh. So. Stan Lee's cameo in this movie wasn't another Hugh Hefner. I, 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 no, it was Larry am, am King. I, yeah, Larry, Larry King. My King. bad. Larry King. My Larry bad. King. My bad. My bad. It was pretty funny. It I was. Laughed. I feel yeah. like I feel like the cameos started like the, it was just like an image of him, and then they just started evolving into like these longer and longer cameos. It's, right. It's it's not my favorite right. one though. No, no. the The best one is the Tony Stank one. No, no, that is, a good no, one. That is, that a good is one. not. No, no, no. It's 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 a 
it's it's homecoming. And it's like, hey, don't make me come down there. The whole neighborhood's like bitching each other out the window. He's like, hey, don't oh. make me come down there. Marjorie, is that you? How <laughs> are the kids? I don't remember that one. I just watched. I just watched Homecoming uh, over Christmas. Mm. <laughs> it's fresh in my brain. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I do want. I don't know if we're going to talk about connections to to later movies or. But yeah, we one, are. One right of my great. Because one of my favorite parts is so there's a scene in the expo the the robots are fi- the drones are coming or whatever and there's a kid and an Iron Man mask mm-hmm. yes and Iron Man comes and saves them and so years later Tom Holland is cast as Spider Man and Tom Holland says I like to think that that was Peter Parker when because the timing just kind of worked out. And he was like, I remember seeing that as a kid. And so I just like to think like that was when Peter Parker was like, oh, I love Tony Stark or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so then Kevin Feige was like, yeah, that's what that is. Yeah. And so now it's like canon that that kid was Peter Parker. And I just think that that's so cool and just fits into the character so well. Yeah. And he would be there. He is in New York. He's the right age. He loves Iron Man. I mean, all the things. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, so, that's yeah, a great connection. I love, I love that. it. I love that. When they came out yeah. and said that, I was like, yes, that is cool. Yeah. Like, I get that that's like a retroactive fitting for that, but also, like, right. now that kid who played that kid be like, I was young Spider Man. You know, right, too, exactly. That, it, it, it just, they've created this world that works like clockwork so that things that they didn't even intend. The science works, right? And the time the timeline works. So so they can see and they like in the future looking back at things, they can say, Oh wait, here's this really cool piece of connective tissue that they don't even need to have thought about back then when they were making Iron Man two, but because they've got the rules of their universe so well written and so well planned out that it can just work like that. And so I, I love things like that. Yeah. It's it's awesome, and also I, we talked about the uh, <laughs> the Captain America shield, which was yeah. like kind of like the first kind of nod to say, "Hey, we're bringing Captain America back," and it's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, I was I was so thrown by that shield though because it's just so like I understand like now looking back at it, it's clearly a prototype, and they were trying to figure out like, you know, what are we doing with this, but like. Man, that shield was just so. I don't know. It just really bothered yeah. me. It just looked like a unfinished craft, is what it looked like. Yeah. Uh, but it was cool that it was in there. And then uh, I think that those were like kind of the only two, really, right? Except for like the blatant shield stuff. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, the, there's a more nuanced stuff. Like I mentioned earlier, like the, we learn we learn about Tony's real relationship with his dad and all that stuff. Like that that was that was nuanced, you know. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, because um, actually, <clears throat> I don't think there was any like real real call outs to like future stuff coming down the pipeline. You know, like of course it's the big thing that of course they're going to shoehorn like well not shoehorn but they're gonna they're 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 plotting their trajectory towards Captain America. They are doing that, mm-hmm. and that's that's the big that's the big one that you know like everybody will spot. Yeah, right. I'm trying to. Hmm. I don't think there are any other. Really, 
uh, Easter eggs. I'm looking. I'm just looking real quick. Uh, oh, well, the senator, I guess, shows up in other movies, and he ends up being a Hydra agent, right? The, Wait. The se- oh, right, right, right. He is in uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. Senator Stearns. Yeah, Senator yeah, yeah. Stern is a Hydra Was agent. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. He's one of the. He's the first one that you see whisper and do the Hail Hydra thing. You're right. Yeah. You you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, I forgot I forgot by, about that. By the by the way, for for any for anyone that for anyone that doesn't realize the importance of like all the Senate Judiciary hearings that Tony Stark keeps getting called in, like that actually happens throughout like most of the entire comic book like franchise, like like. Every every time, like you know, at one point, you know, like they're trying to figure out, like, well, in in the very first movie, he blows he blows the roof off by saying he's Iron Man. Where in the comics, like you know, it's it's one of these things where it's like, okay, like you have a you have a military grade bodyguard, Mister Stark. Who the fuck is he? And stuff like that. So they keep dragging him back and forth in front in front of Congress and the Senate and stuff like that. And and I love how the I love how the I love how the movies are parallel in that because they're like, yo, like we're gonna bring this guy in like every every day that ends of a Y <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to to right. answer questions and you know try to turn over try to turn over our, his stuff to us and stuff like that. So yeah, that was that's a cool that's a cool nod to the roots of the franchise. Yeah. Definitely. I found one more Easter egg that we should talk about. Was it on the map? Was that on the map behind Nick Fury at the end of the movie? They have shield uh, uh, points of interest, and one of them is in Africa, which is the first indication oh. that Black Panther of Wakanda. Be. Yeah, of Wakanda. Right. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, I see it too right here. It's like uh, there's definitely like a big orange circle somewhere in the coast of Africa. Right. So. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so that's in the um, that's in the um, like at the end on. where he's like giving Tony Stark the Avengers file or whatever, or taking it from him and saying, you know, Iron Man, yes, Tony Stark, no, and he has yeah. like all the shield kind of clear screens around, and the one behind yeah. Nick Fury, as he's walking around the desk, has a map, and it mm-hmm. has North America, North America, and South America on the left, and uh, yep, Africa on the on the right. Yep, I pulled it up just now. I, I'm yeah. I'm seeing it. That's cool. I I would have never yeah. noticed that. Right. Actually, I, I actually I remember noticing that way back when when I first saw the movie. I, I remember noticing that, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. I wonder where they're going with that." But like, I don't even know if I would have recognized like actually, where we're notice, going with that. You actually, know, like, did you did you notice the one in the middle in the middle of the uh, of the ocean? Uh huh. Is that the raft? Is that what that is? What's no. the one in the middle of the ocean? No, the one in the middle of the ocean down towards South America. That should be that should be where Atlantis is at. Mm. Mm. Well, maybe we'll get a. We are getting a Namor movie. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I believe you. I don't. I believe you. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, the after credit. Oh. <laughs> The way you said that just sounded like "shut up, nerd." Nerd, <laughs> go watch Agents of Shield again. I will. Uh, Tell me when you're ready. The after credit scene uh, is is the the dig site where Thor's hammer leaves, and uh, it wasn't as exciting as the as the other two movies. I don't think. You know what? Right. You know what? Here, you know what? This is funny though because like I because I I feel like I feel like when we first started talking about we're gonna do like the MCU like standard definition, mm-hmm. like I was telling you guys that literally Iron Man two and Thor were fighting for like the worst position in my opinion and stuff like that. I remember 
in the movie theater when they showed the hammer i was so amped because i was like yes thor is gonna be the one it's gonna it's gonna be the one that does that gets me all in for this you know like i was like it's gonna get me all in so i'll be totally ready for captain america and i remember being in the movie theater watching thor and i was like man this this was a okay this is a okay action movie but not a good comic book movie i, I remember that i remember my reaction on that yeah. So, so yeah, so yeah, guys. Like, I can't wait to rewatch Thor because this will officially be the second time I've seen this movie. <laughs> I'm excited for y'all to rewatch Thor because I think Thor is one of the better films in Phase One, and it was it used to be I'll, my favorite film in Phase I'll One. Be, so. I'll, I'll be give it credit. Like, there's some good moments in Thor, right? Like when he slams the coffee to cup down, right in the in the <laughs> diner. Like that's really funny. Yeah. Cat Dennings when, is really charming in that movie. When she like, backs it, when she backs into him with with the yeah. van. <laughs> yeah, like she's really charming in that movie, right? And and I like the the scientist guy. Like he's really cool. Yeah. Like there's good points. There's good parts of that movie. I just I I'm excited to rewatch it because like I just don't remember a lot of it. I just remember the big kind of metal laser guy in the middle of this. Right. You know, shanty town in New, New Mexico. Mexico. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, whoever lives in that town, that fake town that they probably built for this movie. Man, they're they're they're, they're coming get for a you. lot they're, of hate mail for that. They're, they're coming for you. His 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 at is I am Corey in HD. Yep, Go on Twitter. Yep, <laughs> get him. Mm-hmm. 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 So I'm excited to watch Thor, but it is it, it is that time, gentlemen, where we get to rank the MCU, our current position right now. Iron Man is sitting at number one, and the Incredible Hulk is sitting comfortably at number two. Uh, Mark, we're going to lead off with you what your choice is. Is it better or worse than Incredible Hulk? Iron Man 2? Yeah. It is. Is it better or worse than the Incredible Hulk? It is better than the Incredible Hulk. Okay. Okay. Is it better than Iron Man 1? No. Okay. So you're sitting. No way. You're sitting at number two. Okay. LeBron, what yeah. about you? Okay. It is definitely better than Incredible Hulk. And you know what? I thank you guys for actually forcing me to watch the Incredible Hulk because I had no respect for it coming into standard definition, but I actually have respect for it now, but not enough respect to say it's better than Iron Man 2. <laughs> um, okay. Now, I'm thinking really hard here about whether it's better than Iron Man 1. And my gut is saying. No, it is not because, because, like I like I explained to you guys, like I saw this movie, I saw Iron Man one in a sneak preview, and it it set me off on this trajectory that I just did not know was was possible at that point. So, no, it is not better than the first Iron Man. Okay, so that would clearly position it at number two since I've been outvoted. I feel like I, you feel like it's better than number one. I man. The only thing that like holds me back from confirming it's better than Iron Man one is Justin Hammer. Like that's literally the only thing that's holding me back. And I'm just like he's still okay, over the top. Okay, and like so, Obadiah okay, Stane well, so, is a uh, better villain than Justin Hammer. I was just about to ask you, was Obadiah Stane better than Justin Hammer or vice versa? I was just yeah, about to ask you that. But both bo- boss fight suits are ridiculously stupid. Also. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yes, yeah. but yeah. I like Whiplash better than Ironmonger. I mean, right. I'm not, I'm outvoted here. I just I like man. 
dude, this is going to get really hard once we get more than like five movies here. <laughs> it is, yes. Uh, so but... what, what we should do, though, is like have a reigning champ for each of the phases, though. So right now, as it stands, Iron Man is clearly the reigning champ of, of, of phase one. But who knows? We still got we still have three movies left. Yeah, I think I I I think Iron Man is probably the better movie. To be honest mm. with you, it's a the origin story is really good. It's there's not a lot of complicated B plots really, right? Where this is like you know you gotta kind of keep up now from here on out to be like oh well this is this character this is this character here are the threads whatever, and uh, I think as a movie. This early on in the MCU, Iron Man is probably better than Iron Man 2. Yeah. But I like Don Cheadle's War Machine. Yeah. Oh, 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 the movie, the movie had the movie had like like standout moments. I, I, I will say that. I really like Iron Man 2. But so okay, so I'm just I'm just gonna stop right there because I could I could argue that all day and it's there's no point. Uh, yeah, you're not. You, yeah, you're not. You're not going to get us this way. So you're our not. current MCU ranking sits as follows: number three, The Incredible Hulk; number two, Iron Man two; and number one, Iron Man still sits at number one. Uh, so yeah, next week is Thor. Yes. Right, Thor. Right, yeah. Thor came before yes. Captain America. So Thor is next, then Captain America, <laughs> and then the Avengers. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening to this episode of MCU and review on standard definition. Remember you can catch a new episode of standard definition every Sunday on your podcast service of choice. If you want the show two weeks early, you can go to patreoncom slash boss rush network. And just for $1, you get two weeks early access to this show after dark and three days early access to the boss rush podcast and boss rush presents. It's a good deal for $1. That's one quarter per show. Each well, actually, it's cheaper than that. Actually, if you wanted to go the whole yeah. month, but just saying. Mark, where can we find you? You can find me on Boss Rush, uh, writing movie reviews and TV show reviews and <clears throat> banter's and all those good things. Um, and then you can also find me on Twitter. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, except in Pereira is my Twitter name. Yes. Yes. Laron, where can we find you? All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Exodus803, uh, as well as on Twitch and YouTube at Exodus803. And that is my gamer tag for PlayStation Network, but my gamer tag for Xbox Live, which I was corrected on recently, is Exodus0803. So Ooh. you got it all. And don't forget, Tuesday nights, I'm I'm the main host for Crossroads PlayStation Podcast on twitch.tv slash Exodus803. And also I am on the Wednesday night uh, shows for the Boss Rush podcast, as well as I'm the host of Boss Rush After Dark, which, like Corey said, uh, patrons, you get to hear it early, and we, we, we get lively there. We do. That, that is a lively show. Oh, boy. It gets colorful. We'll say that. <laughs> You can find me at I am Court HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me hosting the Boss Rush podcast every Wednesday night live on twitch.tv slash Boss Rush Network. You can also find me hosting Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast. I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. And until next time, we love you. Goodbye. Take care. See ya.